coming forth of your word, Heavenly Father. Give it light. May our hearts be illuminated by the truth of your word this day. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from the chapel of Pentecost, your sister chapel. And I want to thank the vicar and the chaplaincy for giving me a moment to share fellowship with you. I did not know that the passage we had even had a hymn. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his word. A very beautiful passage, an apt passage. And when we were in theological school, they would say a textural sermon. You will see in that passage that three things are emphasized. One was implied, the other two were specified. The first thing that you see is that we are told to be strong. The next thing you will see is that that strength is in the power of God's might. But there is something that is implied. And the writer did not go into it because he was going to detail it later. If you listened to the lesson, you will pick up what was implied. And what was implied is not in us. But the fact that we are living in a world that is not exactly the way we think it is. Many of us think that life is just the way in human beings, governments, and so on. No. There are the unseen forces, the occult rulers, the strong opposition. The fight against your being able to practice your Christian faith. And that was what the author really wanted to bring out. In that passage, he began to mention the need to notice that. Hallelujah. But as you read down, you begin to see him explore the spiritual reign in greater details. I wish I quickly read, just for emphasis. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The Christian race is not against flesh and blood. The obstacles you will find are not against flesh and blood. The obstacles that nations have is not caused just by flesh and blood. The fact that people have very wonderful ideas and once they enter the government house it's like water is poured on those ideas and they disappear. The fact that I remember a journalist, Ruben Abati, who was once 
um, I think he was a press secretary or something to Jonathan. He described his experience in Asurok. That man, I'm not sure he's born again. But he spoke of terrible things that happen to you when you live in Asurok. Hallelujah. It is true we are hoping that men of ideas will come into power. But even if they come into power, they are going to contend with what we are talking about today. And so, if you pray them into power, make sure you pray them into success. Hallelujah. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So there's a structure. There is an array. There is an army. And there is order. That is why most of your expectations are things you think you deserve as a Christian may not come to you. In fact, Jesus Christ himself taught us to pray. Father, thy will be done on as it is in that means that there is a force that does not desire the will of God to be done. There is an array in your life, in the life of the nation, in the life of all humanity. There is a force that is determined that the will of God will not come to pass. And you say, ah, but is God not sovereign and mighty? He is. His strength cannot be diminished by any circumstance. And today we are going to look at the might of God. Where we are supposed to draw our energy and our strength from. Then we will look at what it means to be strong. We will see some Bible examples of people who were strong. Hallelujah. So what does God demand of you? What does he demand of me? He has made the earth and given it to the sons of men. And he says that what you bind here on earth will be bound in. What you lose here on earth will be loosed in. What you allow here on earth will be allowed in. And so you have an army that is fighting you to ensure that the will of God is not done. What is our duty? Our duty is simple. To be strong in the power of his might. Hallelujah. When we understand our spiritual environment, we will then understand that what God is speaking about. I think I watched a Nollywood movie once that taught me a lesson. There was this girl who was so beautiful that no man could marry her. She rejected all her suitors. And so there was this dead man who noticed what was happening and decided to marry her. And so he borrowed a head. He borrowed hands and legs and a body. 
And because he came from the spirit realm, he knew what she loved. And she fell flat for him. And they organized a traditional wedding. It's amazing. They didn't even go to see where the man was from. And after the wedding, they were going back to the man's home, a distant land. And on the way, suddenly, the man he borrowed the hands from took the hands back. The one he borrowed the legs from started struggling for the legs and the head went. And the girl looked and saw that a headless body was by her side. Hallelujah. And when she screamed, the people of that man's kingdom seized her and bound her to a tree. That's not really the story I want to tell you. The story I want to tell you is that this princess became a captive. And when he, her people heard of it, they sent young men to go to rescue her. And they went with knives and with guns. And when they reached where she was, they brought out their gun and started shooting. And the gun could harm nobody. And their knives could harm nobody. Hallelujah. The rest of the story I have actually forgotten. But that is the thing that I learned as a lesson. I don't know whether you have seen the lesson there. The wars of the spirits are not fought with physical strength. Psalm 33 is a prose that speaks of the strength of the Lord. I will pick a few verses because we know that God is almighty. We should be familiar with his strength already. Amen. Let's just pick a few verses. Look at verse 6 of that psalm. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He laid up the depths and the storehouses. Praise the Lord. God is creative and powerful. I know there was once I went by a seaside. And as I looked, the sea, the water was endless. It was beyond my vision. On the first day that I went there to look around, the waters were calm. The sea was blue. And everything was beautiful. But on one of those days, we went for a conference. I usually take a long walk in order to exercise. But we end usually at that area in order to enjoy the beauties of nature. But on one of the days, the sea was angry. And the waves were turbulent. The shore where we used to stay had very powerful waves come to it. And when it comes, if you are walking along that area, it is as if you are being drawn by an invisible force to fall into the water. Praise the Lord. But God 
in his almighty power has never allowed the sea to cross his boundaries. And whenever he does so, that is disaster. Have you ever wondered why tsunamis do not occur always? Have you ever wondered why the sea is restrained from overflowing its banks? Have you ever wondered why this earth is hanging on nothing and spinning and running around the sun? Every day it is on its journey until it completes a year. What is that power that instituted it? What makes the day rise and the night fall? This earth is spinning on itself continually. And all of us are normal. We don't feel it. We don't even believe it. If science had not told us so. What is that power that sustains life? That is what we are talking about today. It is that power which when you enter into and understand, you will be able to run your race victoriously. Hallelujah. God has a will. Right now, APC has a will. Hallelujah. At least some of them, they want to install Tidebu to be the next president. Isn't it so? Praise the Lord. Many of you have a will. You probably want Peter B to be the next president. Is it not so? Praise the Lord. So there are several wills that are present in every given situation and environment. Satan also has a will. His will is to prolong Buhari's administration. Hallelujah. So that the suffering you are having now will be multiplied. And in the midst of that suffering, it will be so severe that the church will become poor. And many people will start coming to church. Do you think that the things that happen now happen only because of the politics? Satan has a will that IPOB will cause confusion. And there will be no election in the southeast. Because you'll be afraid of dying. But let's see what the Lord says. The Lord brings the counsel of the hidden to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of no effect. Verse 10. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. Praise the Lord. That is the power we are talking about. That is the power that we need to mobilize. That is the power that gives victory. The understanding of the counsel of the Lord. 
And when you stand in that council, you are able to enforce the will of heaven on earth. It will not be done for us by angels. They have their own duty. And if time will help us, we will touch on their ministry. But the duty that is assigned to us is to enforce the will of God on earth. We have been given the power to do so. And we have been given the mandate to execute it. But it is true, not physical violence or the strength of the knife and gun. It is on the knees. Thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Hallelujah. The power of his might. God, if you go to verse 18 of that psalm, God says that he behold, the behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him and upon them that hope on his mercy to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. Praise the Lord. God is a deliverer. You know, in the church where I serve, I warned them about February. I warned them very early. Those of us who were alive in 1984 know that we are repeating a cycle of life. Exactly what happened in 1984 is happening now. Except for the fact that we have our ATM cards. And so we started warning early. Once you turn into this year, go and buy your food stuff and store. Because a time will come when your money will fail you. Praise the Lord. That was how it happened in 1984. When Buhari was head of state, he changed all the paper notes in the country. And all we had were coins. And even the coins were very scarce. It took more than a month for things to normalize. That is the cycle you are seeing. Hallelujah. So that you will be able to tell your children the story of Nigeria. So we warn them, buy your things. And for me, I quickly went and, uh, you know, when they released this currency initially, before they removed the old one, they allowed people to collect their money in the bank. So those of us who knew that danger was coming, we went and collected money. Praise the Lord. It's only that I restrained myself from collecting too much because I knew that my bank account would not be left empty. At that time, UBA was allowing you to collect 40,000. Some other banks were allowing 20,000. So some people went quickly, collected money. I think I collected 40,000. But I don't know how the thing has almost finished. I was hoping that I will just use my card to do all transactions, which is what I'm doing. Hallelujah. 
If you now go to Robin stores, the queue you will see on the line. You know, while some people are crying, others are rejoicing now. Praise the Lord. But God has a plan to deliver. And His plan is what will give us the strength to be victorious. Praise the Lord. We shall look at to be strong. What does it mean? To be strong is a measure of strength. The highest level of strength is called being strong. There are different levels of strength. And as Christians, we are existing at various levels of strength in the Lord. But the Bible tells us that we ought to become strong. I don't know whether we understand that. Hallelujah. At what level of strength are you operating? Let's quickly look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We will look at verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Praise the Lord. That passage is full of dynamos. If you begin to understand it, you will begin to acquire knowledge of how to deal with the different situations of life. He says that the strength we are talking about will cast down imaginations. Do you know that every evil thought and every evil design and every evil plan begins in the heart as an imagination? A man imagines that he will become president. And his plan to become president is to Islamize the nation. It is an imagination. Hallelujah. It is a high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Our duty is when we have understanding to bring these counsels and these thoughts under the obedience of Christ. But many of us fight life's battles in the flesh. And what we are being warned is that the weapons of our warfare are not uh, they are not carnal. Praise the Lord. I wish the church were able to obey verse 6. If we were able to obey verse 6, we will, we will release so much power in this nation. 
that Peter B will become president. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, Having in a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Our problem with God is that we are not obedient to Him. People are shouting obedience now. Our problem with God is that we live our lives the way we like. And when crisis arises, we come to him and say, Father, deliver us. We live lives of disobedience. We live lives in which we do not even attempt to know him properly. And to find out his will. How many of us ever ask God, who do you really want to be president of Nigeria? Let's say the truth. Praise the Lord. Do you also know that even though Peter B sounds okay, that he may not be the one that God wants to be president? Don't stop me. Oh. Hallelujah. Do you know that God who sees the end from the beginning may want us to go lower down before we rise I'm sure you don't like that. Praise the Lord. Some people say they have reached the bottom already. There are things that can be worse than what we are seeing now. Do you know also that if it will be you want to be president, may go there and disappoint you. And when he disappoints you, they will say, ah, Andy, boy, you wanted to rule. Now we have seen how you are ruling. That was how we rejoiced over Jonathan. I said, for the first time, let somebody with PhD rule. At the end of Jonathan's reign, we were shouting change. And we changed. We got the change we wanted. Did we not? And he moved us from top to bottom. From top to bottom. Praise the Lord. How many of us took our time to ask God, who do you want to rule? We did it. Because we were behaving like the prophet Samuel. We listened to them. We believed them. Brethren, the problem of the church is disobedience. And we need to rectify it because it will consume us. It has weakened us and it will surely consume us. Praise the Lord. I am not saying that Peter B is not the right person. Huh? Praise the Lord. There is something that God says. God wants you to dwell somewhere. And where he wants you to dwell is in a place that is glorious. In John chapter 6, John chapter 6, verse 63, Jesus said, 
It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that gives life. It is the spirit that quickens. It is the spirit that brings everything good that you want in life. The flesh, your muscles, your connections without God, they profit nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirits and life. Praise the Lord. The words of God are not just words. Have you ever seen, you know, these days they don't produce capsules anymore. But when we were growing up, most antibiotics were in capsules. Have you ever seen a Pisilene capsule? Huh? Amoxium. The capsule. Now an augmentin, which is amoxil, is no law, it's tablets. There's something about a capsule. The thing you see about the capsule is the capsule itself and its color. But the capsule can be emptied. In those days, we used to open ampicillin and pour it on wounds. And put back the capsule. We switch it, we plug it back. And the next day we pour out some more. Praise the Lord. The capsule is the word of God. But what is inside him is the spirit of God. So whenever the word of God goes, it is delivering something inside it, which is what really is potent and able to change your situation in life. The content of that capsule is spirit. And that is why at times, when you receive an enlightened word of God, which we call Rema, it's as if your heart rejoices. I don't know whether you've ever experienced it. A word just strikes you. It penetrates into your heart. It's as if a burden is lifted up from you. That is an encounter with the spirit of the word. Praise the Lord. And that is where God wants us to dwell. As Christians, many of us live at the level of the capsule. We hear the word and we do not open it. You know, there are some capsules that are sealed because they have expired. And you try to open it, the whole thing rumbles. Many of us are living at the level of expired capsules. We read the word like literature. But we must learn to allow the capsule to release its contents. And that is usually done when you read and meditate on the word of God. Praise the Lord. I will give us examples of people who were strong and I will end. I was warned not to tell many stories today. Because you are supposed to be going to the word. 
Hallelujah. But I will tell some stories. The first story I will tell is the man called Jacob. In Genesis 32, verse 34, you will encounter this relevant story of Jacob. In verse 24 of that passage, Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. The situations of life will bring you to a time when you will be left alone. There are some situations which a husband cannot even help a wife. And a father cannot help a child. You will be left alone to wrestle. Hallelujah. Most of us know what happened in that wrestling bout. It took a whole night. And when the person, the spirit person that Jacob was wrestling with became tired, he said, let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you do what? You bless me. Praise the Lord. Finally, the man said, there is no way Jacob you will win. So he hit him on the hip and Jacob started limping and he blessed him. Praise the Lord. That was physical strength, you would say, but no. It's not physical strength. What we are talking about that Jacob gives us as an example is the tenacity to remain until we see the results. The strength we are talking about here is that when you wrestle as Christians with the powers of darkness, you must remain until you see the victory. Hallelujah. Many Christians have lost the battle midway. I once watched this treasure hunt. And in those days they were showing it. I don't know whether they still show it. There was this, these two men, young men who got to the last point and they were digging for the treasure crest. One of them dog and dog and dog and dog. And he got tired and he went away. His friend who was digging somewhere else went back to where his, that guy was digging and dug only one foot. And he brought out the crests. And earned the millions. The tenacity to remain in place until victory is won. That is what Jacob taught us. I will show you two other examples in the New Testament. And I will end. The first example is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 15. It was not even by a Christian woman. It was by a, a Siphonican woman, a Greek, who gave us this example. In Matthew 15, verse 21. 
In Matthew 15, 21, Jesus had a very bitter encounter with the Pharisees. In the beginning of that chapter 15, they came to harass him. They left Jerusalem and came to where he was, only to harass him. Praise the Lord. Then when you go down to verse 21, Jesus left where he was and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. This way I under the Greek influence. And a woman came to him and worshipped him. A Greek woman. I don't know what gave her the understanding that this one was to be worshipped. Well, maybe unbelievers at times are wiser than us when we were in school. Once it's towards the exam period, they'll start coming to church. And those of us who are born again will stop coming to church because we want to read. Praise the Lord. So this woman came and worshipped Jesus and cried to him and said, Son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Jesus ignored her. And after a very long while, the disciples said, send this woman away. She's creating a nuisance around here and distracting us from giving the message. Then Jesus turned to the woman and said, that it is not right for me to take the bread of children and give to dogs. Hallelujah. For I was sent only but to the lordship of uh, Israel. So you don't belong here. And you have no part in this ministry. That's what Jesus told the woman. If that woman was an evil woman, Hallelujah. Even if you were the one who was told that, will you not feel humiliated? Will you not go away? I said, even if salvation is only from this place, I will not go for it. Praise the Lord. And this was the Son of God doing it too. And for the truth, he was not sent to the Gentiles as at that time. She was a woman who was living, she saw tomorrow, today. And we are told that tomorrow has already come. Praise the Lord. Tomorrow is here. And so, this woman was inspired by, look, that woman is a Christian. Even though Jesus said she was a dog because she keeps falling back to her sins. But she had the mind of God. Praise the Lord. The woman said, look, Oga, even dogs, they eat the crumbs that fall from the table. Huh? The knowledge of God. That is strength. Your Christianity must go beyond the world. To go into the mystery of the world. The knowledge of God. That is strength. 
That is what will make you strong. And when Jesus saw it, he said, Woman, because of what you have just said, and because of your faith, go home. Your daughter is healed. Jesus didn't go to lay hands on the daughter. The word went and healed the daughter. Praise the Lord. But you are here in the church and you are eating the word every day. And instead of becoming strong, you are becoming weaker. What is wrong with you? This was a Siphonian, Siphonian woman. A Greek with little knowledge of God. Let us open our hearts to the word. And I will show you the last group of people and we will end. They are found in Matthew chapter 20. Verse 29. Matthew 20, 29. Who were they? Matthew 20, 29. As they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. A great multitude followed Jesus. And behold, two blind men, two blind men, Nebulis, they are the ones that have this final testimony of strength. Two blind men. And behold, two blind men sitting in the way. When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Two blind men. You are not blind, though you see. You walk around. Has Jesus become the Lord of your life? Have you allowed Jesus to become the Lord of your life? Two blind men. All they knew about Jesus was what they had. Because they, there was no braille writing in those days. You've been hearing and reading. Is Christ the Lord of you? Do you know what it means to be Lord? What it means to be Lord is not like what we say Lord Bishop. And when it turns around, praise the Lord. What it means to be Lord is that your life is in his hands. Now if you want to go to Sukkah today and he says, sit down, don't go anywhere, you will sit down. It is the relationship that was between the owner of a slave and the slave. That is what it means to be Lord. These blind men said, Oh Lord. Of course, they didn't even value their lives much because some things can happen to you in life where you lose self-esteem completely. They said, Oh Lord. Now I will surrender completely. Son of David. They recognize him as the son of David. That means, when a Jew says son of David, it means Messiah. Because there were many sons that came from David's loin. But the expected son of David would be the Messiah. 
So they accepted Christ as their Lord and Master that day. Or they had previously done. Have you received Christ into your life? These are the final examples of strength that I'm talking about today. Now, see what happened to them. In verse 31, the multitude rebuked them. When they were calling on Jesus to help them, those standing around them started rebuking them. There was something that used to happen when we were in university. In those days, there were many stickers that we used to put on our tie as medical students. One of them says, whether you like it or not, I am a child of God. Hallelujah. That we also wear Jesus saves. Do you know why we were wearing those things? Because they were always harassing us in school. Praise the Lord. Ndi esu. Ndi see you. If they wanted to crack a joke about poverty, it would be us. If they wanted to talk about those who will fail in life, it will be us. Somebody will come to the class and use his chalk and characterize us on the chalk, on the board. And so what do we do? We put on stickers so that they will know who we are. Praise the Lord. And of course, we told them the word of God. I have looked back and those weak and humble men and women have become the leaders in their different fields. Those words that we are laughed at, we will see what happens when men see what Jesus does in your life. Praise the Lord. And so they mocked at them and refused to allow them. But Jesus took notice of them. And in verse 32, Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will you have me do for you? Praise the Lord. God will always ask you, What do you want me to do? Nigerians, God is asking you, What do you want me to do for... Don't say God understands and God knows. You have to tell him. Oh. If you don't tell him, I heard that Tinubu wants to go and marry in Castina so that he will be a complete Muslim. If you don't tell him, praise the Lord. They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately they received sight. Praise the Lord. Do not allow people, circumstances, cut your link with God. Do not allow a multitude. In another uh, reporting of these events, he said that the people they applauded them after God had done his work. Praise the Lord. Don't allow the situations of life 
to determine your walk with God. Number one, allow him to be the Lord of your life. That is where the journey begins. Number two, persevere. Hold on him tenaciously. Number three, be specific with your request to him. And let me add my own. And when he answers you, write your testimony in a diary. Because a day will come when that information will be your strength for another battle. Put it down. It was the strength that David had before he met Goliath. It was that strength that convinced Saul to allow him to go to battle. He said, I was a shepherd. Lion came, took the animal. I caught the lion, opened his mouth and delivered the sheep. The deer came, I did the same thing. Saul said, go. Praise the Lord. Your testimony book is a rich source of inspiration. Let us pray. Talk to God. Ask Jesus to come into your life. You may have done it before, but you took it back from him. Rededicate yourself to him. Say, Jesus, come in and be the Lord of my life. I surrender all to you. You have projects to do this year. Surrender it to Jesus. Including the election. Tell him that you want to exercise the power of his might. Tell him to demonstrate that power in our nation. Ask him that the counsel of the wicked will not stand. Ask him to pull down their imaginations. They have mobilized Simon to disrupt the election in the southeast. It is an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Ask that the Lord will stand against this imagination and raise for us a sure defense. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. So mighty Father, may the words that you have spoken to us, may they go into us to feed our hearts. May they grow like the mustard seed. May they gather your counsel and will into our lives. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Be strong in the Lord and the power.